Welcome to another episode of Are We Rolling? I'm Kyle. I'm Dustin. Really? You're Dustin in, like, you went very Batman. I'm Dustin. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just dusting the wind. Just going with the flow. I still love the fact that every time I call it that, Rob Page, when he's sitting next to me on commentary, just groans like, uh. Yeah, well, it's an amazing name for that move. It's perfect. Yeah, and you didn't even come up with it. Yes, I did. Oh, I thought Corbin did. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. I told him I was going to name it that. Okay. Because as you can see, that's not Jeff Hardy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and if I get into a tag team with another, I don't know, guy named Dustin or something, yeah. I have a name for that too, and it's Dust in Your Eyes. God damn it. Oh, my mother. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh but yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about. Uh uh NXT Takeover Brooklyn 3 uh SummerSlam, all the call-ups, uh John Jones fucking stuff up again. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean he who do, who knows like have they? Have they? We'll we'll start with that because yeah. So he got flagged by USADA for actually. Let me pull up the article because they might have the exact thing he got. Yeah, it was it was some type of steroid, but I haven't looked into it. It was. I don't know if it was a steroid or if it was something you take to um, stop steroids from coming up on. Oh, like a masking agent. Kind yeah. Of thing? So let's see. Da-da-da. Because I, I, the one, it was the one article I had seen, which I think was the TMZ one, so it's not the most. The anabolic steroid, uh, turnable. Okay, that's, that's the one I saw too. Um, but I hadn't really seen what that's supposed to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ignorant to what all the different steroids do. Because yeah. despite popular belief, I'm not on steroids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, who, who would have guessed that just a bunch of actual, you know, good supplements to take and a diet and exercise got you in better shape? Yeah. It's so really weird. just the diet. Yeah, it's really, yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> My gym going as of late has been pretty lazy. But picking up a little bit, all of this is unimportant. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what Turnable does, if that's even how you pronounce it. Um, yeah. But it's kind of just like shades of what happened a year ago. Yep. Um, a- according to his manager, um, he, obviously they're going to say he didn't take anything. And yeah. I mean, it it's not impossible that he took tainted supplements twice. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not impossible, but... We could go to GNC, take, you know, something off the rack and potentially could test positive for a number of things yep uh a lot of these companies that make this stuff actually also make uh illegal supplements yes and they don't if they don't clean out the batches or if they don't clean out the machines that they make it on uh your product gets tainted i used to work at a seed company where we would coat paint on seeds and we'd have to like vigorously clean out the machines because if even a little bit got into a batch of somebody else's seeds the whole thing's fucked yeah the whole thing's yeah um and then they know they find out uh but the problem is is uh 
GNC and you know all these other places they don't find out because most of these supplements aren't even FDA approved. Yep. Uh, and this is you know stores like like I said GNC bodybuilding.com uh pretty much anywhere really except on it because all that stuff's like natural shit. yeah that's all na- I'm mostly natural yeah um, so and yeah so I don't know it's possible Dana White has stated that despite some of the articles that have been posted John Jones has not yet been stripped of the title yeah they're I, retesting the sample but I don't know. It's yeah, because that's that's usually what they end up doing is they do who do like if it's flagged, they'll do another test you know, like of the supplements and whatever, or and then they'll make the ruling on the suspension and stripping of the title and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, but with this happening, I think it's not going to be long before uh, UFC says or WME, who just bought the UFC and yeah. has been just dying to make some of that fucking four billion back yeah. is gonna go up to dana and be like hey how badly do we need these usada guys yeah i mean uh, everybody's getting flagged every yeah, everybody is and it's pretty the smallest thing you can't even use ivs to rehydrate because yeah. they think that you could be blood doping or hiding that you're blood doping yeah which blood doping is it sounds awful i don't know i yeah. i know why people do it but I, yeah it's not yeah. a thing i could do well and like the, that's the, just you take your you empty you take out a bunch of blood and just put it back right pretty much yeah Ugh. so yeah you are supposed supposedly yeah it oxidizes the blood yeah more and stuff like that and your cardio is crazy yeah but i mean really it's it's just a matter of as as the saying goes it's a matter of inches like it's you yep. this will help you a little bit but how much is it really helping do you know that i believe there isn't another professional sport that uses usada like the nfl and the nba they because because of how insanely strict yeah they are yeah i I knew that and yeah because i mean nfl has their own i think they have their own private yeah uh testing same with the wwe people say what you will about that but People do get flagged. Yeah, people do get flagged, and and honestly, like the, in the WWE's case, it's almost it can be stringent as well. Mm-hmm. But in some cases, like when they first started that wellness policy, they suspended they, a third of their goddamn yeah, roster. They suspended so many guys, but also in that, like they found like in their testing that MVP had like a a weird like a regular heartbeat. Oh really? And it was actually like able to, like because they found it, it um, was able to get like a surgery to counteract that, and probably potentially down the road might have saved his life. Well, there you go. So like there, there's good and bad to it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and like I know I hear on a lot of podcasts, a lot of people think that like there's always going to be the stereotype that pro wrestlers are all roided out freaks. Yeah, but um, in that it's like, oh yeah, WWE has their own testing, blah blah blah. But are they really gonna test Triple H or John Cena? Yeah. Well, ask Roman Reigns that. Yeah, ask yeah, ask <laughs> Roman Reigns in the middle midst midst of a push. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's not. So it's legit. You don't need a third party company like USADA yeah. coming in and getting pissed at people for using IVs after they drained their body. Yeah. Uh, for a weight cut. Like, I mean, 
Khabib Nurmagomedov almost fucking died from his last weight cut. Yeah. Do you would that have happened if he could have an IV? Maybe not. Yeah. Well, in that case, like the IV one, I get because not I I am okay with them not allowing that. Not because of the potential of doping, but like the fact that if you are cutting that much weight to um in such a fast amount of time that you need to rehydrate via IV you probably shouldn't have cut that much weight. Yeah, that's a different conversation. Yeah, but though. that's yeah, that's a different conversation. Um so. there are upsides though because some people have moved up a weight class because yes. the cut gets too hard. Yeah. Uh look at Cowboy at 170, he's never looked better. Yeah. It's true. Um so that's the uh, Kelvin was it Kelvin Gustafson the other one who yeah, he didn't make uh, weight right. and then he went up to 195 and he's been just fucking killing it okay or Kevin Gaston I get there's there's a there's a couple because I know obviously with my Matt Sarah Matt Hughes mix up but people have similar sounding names I get them yeah, <laughs> mixed yeah. up sometimes yeah well and there's there's just so many fighters to keep track of too yeah like, like um like we we are not um professional broadcasters by any means so we can't we can't do full-time job research yeah the know. guy Jeff Nowinski who runs USADA though he he's done one or two episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast and I, when I listen to him I don't I don't like the guy I don't oh, really I don't like his motives well because he's the guy that brought down Lance Armstrong. Oh, that's right. And I don't think he was doing it to better a sport. I think he was doing it to leverage his name by taking down such a big figure. Yeah, because and what yeah. do you, for one, what do you gain? Everybody knows that anybody who do, does the the Tour de France is juiced to the gills, and most of it was just blood doping. Yeah, but doctors have actually come out and said like, uh. It's actually dangerous to do the Tour de France without yeah, without without drugs doing something. Yeah. Like ultimately, they're saying you just shouldn't do it. But yeah. if you're gonna do it, you're gonna need help. Yeah, you're gonna need help. You're gonna need to yeah replenish and yeah. There's there's only so much Gatorade can do for you. Exactly. And what all what did he really accomplish? The the title was either NA now not available. Yeah. Like they just maybe kibosh little thing or it went down to like the 17th place person yeah it, it was something crazy like that because everybody's on it and yeah. all he really seemed to accomplish is make fucking lance armstrong a public enemy who is a dude who's done wonders for cancer research yep and all that and then he got kicked out of his own foundation because of his because name of, yeah the the live strong uh, yeah, which uh, if uh, a, a, a random recommendation, but kind of since we're on it, uh, if anyone has access to HBO, uh, go watch Tour de Pharmacy because it's hilarious and Lance Armstrong is in it as himself because it's all about the like 1983. Uh, it's a fake. It's kind of like the the Seven Days in Hell. Uh, short that they did with Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington about tennis last year. Oh, yeah. they did. They did a similar one about 
uh, the Tour de France. It was another fake like HBO Sports uh, presentation. And yeah, it was Andy Sandberg. Uh, they they all had a younger version and an older version. And it was like Andy Sandberg was the like 1985 version of his character, and Jeff Goldblum was his modern like his current day. <laughs> uh, but the best one was the 1985 one. The 1985 character was John Cena, and the modern day was Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> it's really fun. That fits. And, and it fits because it's a documentary style. Well, and so the, the conceit of that little movie was that everyone finally got... Uh, everyone was, was doing drugs at that point mm-hmm. and, and blood doping. In, and they all basically paid off the the guy who was in charge of everything to be able to you know put as many drugs in their system as all except for five of them so we got to focus on instead of a hundred and some odd we got to focus on five and so that made the documentary a lot more manageable uh but it was still just ridiculous and yeah they had in talking about blood doping they had lance armstrong as an anonymous former cyclist (laughs) which it was hilarious throughout the movie because he's supposed to be anonymous so they changed his voice and get it all gravelly and and have him in shadow but then people like keep opening up doors and oh we've got to move like (laughs) it's so nice though let's open up the window so you can see him the entire time and he's like guys can, can you see me like you, sh- <laughs> you sure it's black like because i think i think people can see me like i don't want to be on tv talking about blood doping again <laughs> so that made me think of that and that's a hilarious like 45 minute little little short film that was on hbo right now so nice and also speaking of the joe rogan podcast lance armstrong was also on that to oh, yeah kind of give a rebuttal because Jeff Nowinski, of course, was sitting there burying. Yeah. You know, that's his highest, you know, his most uh, decorated case. Yep. So Lance Armstrong reached out and wanted to be on there. So both of those are really interesting things to listen to. But I guess when it comes down to it, we're just going to have to see what the what comes out of this with John Jones, but it's not looking good. Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, so we'll see. And... I mean, at least it looks like after to transition a little bit to after this weekend, he's not going to face Brock Lesnar for a while then because Brock's not leaving WWE because he retained his title. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he'll still fight. They'll still fight next summer. Is it if he gets suspended, like if, if he ends up getting suspended, it would be a much longer time because he'd be a repeat offender. Yeah. I think it would be. Yeah. It's a it would be a two year suspension. So, what are the odds of him retiring from yeah. MMA and facing Brock Lesnar after all? Yeah, mania. <laughs> Brock potentially needs a mania opponent. It wouldn't be the dumbest thing to do. Yeah. I'm just saying there's money on the table. It's already made like major headlines. If UFC isn't going to do it. Yeah. WWE <laughs> Damn sure will. Yeah, you know it's at least crossed their mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they 
with all the rumors that are circulated unless they realize, oh, God, we're spending so much money on all these former MMA fighters. Like, because there's rumors that, you know, they want to do something with Ronda and... Yeah, um, but actually, I think Brock is going to face Roman still. Yes, that, that wouldn't surprise me I at think this it's back point. to that and not... I think his match with Cena is going to happen sooner. Okay. I'm going to take a wild gambit here, though, and my prediction for Cena's match at WrestleMania. Okay. The debuting Robbie, Bobby Roode. Robbie Roode, get the fuck out of here. Bobby Roode showed up on SmackDown. Okay. And I think that's what's going to happen. John Cena and Bobby Roode. For Mania? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think that might be too low on the card for Cena, though. Mm-mm. No? Not by Mania. Bobby yeah, Roode's going to fucking skyrocket up that roster just like he did in NXT. True, and he's he's pretty much a full-on babyface now. So. Mm, for now. For now. Give it a minute. Yeah. He was a full-on babyface when he first entered on a NXT, too, and by the end of that promo, that changed. So That changed. Yeah, so, so yeah, speaking of Bobby Roode, going back to to TakeOver, we'll go through TakeOver first. Uh, the main event for TakeOver, Bobby Roode lost the NXT championship to Drew McIntyre. Yes, he did. So he lost the title, which was not really a shocker because I think everybody was expecting him to get called up. Um, and then something crazy happened. Yeah, afterwards. and then, yeah, I was like, it pretty much was TakeOver to me was an awesome show. And then Drew McIntyre's entrance happened. Uh, Bobby Roode's entrance was kind of eh. Uh, their match was their match was fine. I like, liked it. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't bad, but like coming after the previous four matches on the card, yeah, it was a little disappointing. And then freaking uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are on the apron, and you hear the crowd just kind of going crazy on one side mm -hmm. as freaking Adam Cole runs in. Yep, Adam Cole runs in. They lay the beat down on Drew McIntyre and grabs the belt to tell the world, I'm going to take this at some point, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. And uh, yeah, we got fucking Team PWG, I guess. Yeah. PWG. I heard a couple people online calling them the Dishonored, <laughs> which was a little funny. But it's like, no. Uh, but yeah, I like that that trio. And earlier in the night, uh, Fish and O'Reilly attacked both Sanity and the Authors of Pain after the tag title match. Yep, which Authors of Pain suffered their first loss yep, to their, Sanity. Yep, their first loss. Um, it took all freaking four members of sanity really to beat them but mm -hmm. so authors of pain still looked really strong but yeah now moving forward we can get some interesting stuff with sanity so yeah get another well what would that imply that sanity is gonna maybe do a baby face turn and face off with adam cole and uh and red dragon yeah that's the the weird thing it's like so they 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 took down and and fought Sanity and the Authors of Pain, who are both kind of heelish teams. Yeah, but then they beat down Drew McIntyre, who's supposed to be a babyface. 
Yeah. Um, so could they be kind of that that tweener role? Maybe. I mean, maybe they just like if if they go with what their gimmick is, they could just be all for total anarchy and don't give a fuck if you're good, you're yeah. bad. Just beat on anybody. Maybe that's what they're trying to do by putting, you know, a supposedly heel versus heel tag team match on a pay per view. That's true. Because uh, I mean, you saw like they they were supposed to be heels in beating down McIntyre but the crowd was a hundred percent behind Cole Fish and yeah but that's because it was a debut yeah that's he'll you know the the crowd will end up booing who they're supposed to yeah they'll get their yeah beat. I mean yeah they haven't they haven't cut a promo yet and if there's anybody who can make a crowd hate him on a promo pretty easily in just a little bit of time it's Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Yeah. So um but then yeah the the rest of the card heard for for takeover started out with probably my favorite match of the whole weekend mm-hmm. and honestly was uh Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, that was a really good match. Uh I like the the ending. Yeah, I like the finish. ending. And like I kind of wish I don't know if the commentators weren't clued into it, but I kind of wish they would have emphasized more that that was a DIY shirt. Yeah, I mean, I everybody knew. Yeah, I, I kind of knew it, it too, but it's There's like... one it baby blue t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I like that they're keeping the Champa thing alive while he's recovering. Yep. So, I think we're going to see a lot of little seeds planted like this yeah a lot of little seeds i heard um there's one theory that like yeah you could have gargano kind of lose for a little while because he's not focused like because champa is just in the back of his mind all the time mm-hmm. um and then it's champa coming back that refocuses him and gives him that drive yeah he gets to finish off that feud and then focus on his future that's that's probably the way they're going to go with it. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, But, yeah, that was a fantastic match. Uh, I like the dynamic between uh, Cien Almas and uh, his new valet. Um, it's like... Uh, Rosita? Yeah, it's, Ros- <laughs> it's Rosita from TNA, Thea Trinidad. Her new name's... Valina, uh, so Valina Fastra or something like that. I can't remember it because um, I'm so used to her other names that yeah. I haven't got had the change over yet. Yeah, but that'll that'll come eventually. But yeah, I like their dynamic. Um, and then the the second match after that was was the tag title, which we talked about earlier. Uh, Nikki Cross is as always still playing that crazy like pit bull <laughs> mm-hmm. she's a damn maniac she's crazy it's but it's so fun like i like the fact that and even the crowd got up like when her and ellering were having their little face to face like oh get her get him get him like uh so the which is funny the because the crowd seems to be very behind her and almost a little indifferent at times to the rest of sanity. <laughs> Even Eric Young, yeah, Eric Young, like they got a they got a pop for Eric Young, but like uh, Nikki Cross is the most over on that entire group. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's what my perception was. And then, yeah, we had uh, uh, Alistair Black taking on Hideo Itami. Uh, probably Itami's best match since, like, coming to NXT. Yeah. I mean, again, it was another, like, worked kickboxing Muay Thai-style yeah. fight. And I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. But... I, I think I just you just saw those flashes of like the old Kenta, yeah, which I always like like the the look going for the double stomp and then missing in intentionally just to just back kick the guy in the face if he's <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, I feel like most of Alistair Black's matches are gonna be like worked Muay Thai fights. Yeah. Or kickboxing. I can, I can fights, see whatever that. Whatever you'd say it. Because, I mean, they're really getting over the striking thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could just go watch Glory or something. But, yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah, I like he. I think he, he. Like, I like that style, but yeah, he needs to kind of get a little more well rounded. Like, like, everybody's wrestling his type of match as opposed to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When you do when you when you're really specific like that, it limits what who you can be in the ring with, really. Because yeah. like, look at like Sinkara. Yeah. When the first Sinkara. Yeah, the first one. When he came in, he couldn't adapt to um, the WWE style, and yep. he would have good matches with like Chavo. Yeah, he'd have because Chavo can wrestle Chavo. lucha. Yep. Yeah, he'd have good matches. He'd have, he'd have good. Uh, I remember him having good like tag matches because he'd pretty much had his specific spots that he'd go in and do yeah. and then tag out. Yep, you can run in and hit a springboard crossbody or something. Yeah. And look really cool and really interesting and then it's like, no, uh but yeah, in his singles matches it's like something didn't flow right kind of. Yeah, and I understand it's hard to retrain your your brain yeah like i can't i can't just be a left-handed writer tomorrow yeah and that's and that's literally like lucha they have to basically like you said like go from right-handed to left-handed yeah the lucha people do yeah yeah and then vice versa yeah if i went to mexico i would eat a lot of shit yeah so i would have to like wrestle people that know how to you know, do more of an American style yeah. because I, I, I think I can do a lucha role, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll emphasize the maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so that was that, and then the the uh the last match that we haven't talked about yet for Takeover was Oscar versus Ember Moon. Uh, what did you think about this one? That it was a great match. Um. I and I think a lot of other people thought that this was going to be it. Yeah. And in hindsight, maybe it would have been a good idea considering Asuka broke her collarbone. Eh, yeah, but I mean, the next takeover is not going to be until November. So Yeah, well, how long does a collarbone take to heal? Uh, I said six to eight, eight weeks. Oh, that's so, it? Yeah, that's it. Eh, okay. So, yeah. She can still even appear on TV. Yeah, she can appear. I mean, because she hadn't really in this last set of tapings I think her only appearances were those like contract signings and promos 
Oh, yeah. So, like, they haven't really had her wrestling. They've actually done a really good job of, like, keeping her special and, yeah, kind of kept her off TV and only had her wrestle on the takeovers. Yeah, but that that might have been my second favorite match on the card next to Gargano and Almas. Yeah, and, so, and it was because I, I joked with... And that's a close second, too, it's, Yeah, it's a really close second. Um, Maybe I'm just a Gargano mark. I don't know. I mean, a little bit, but... Well, I am, too, so... Uh, but, yeah, I, I was joking with Shane as we were watching it because uh, I had a burlesque show I was shooting earlier, so we shot it. Uh, we watched it after and uh, because we actually got to see that match earlier um, because the NXT that was in mini, uh, that was in St. Paul um, they keep saying NXT mini but it wasn't mm-hmm. it was in St. Paul <laughs> uh, not the same city at all fucking ice cream truck outside oh, god damn it uh, molester van on wheels they had um they had Asuka taking on Ember Moon at that first NXT house show. It was a fantastic match, yep. but my favorite part about it was in the section next to us, <laughs> yeah. there was like a little Asian girl who was just the biggest fan of Asuka. Oh, yeah. She was going fucking and ballistic. And she was going crazy, and she was loving every freaking minute of it. I'm like, oh, man. She was this- damn near as over as Asuka. I know, right? <laughs> uh... And uh, yeah, Oscar like Oscar wins there, and so I joked with Shane I'm like, "Oh man, it's not going to be as much fun without the little Asian girl." But it was still a good freaking match. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like, uh, I really like how Oscar's, I mean, trying her damnness to be a heel. Oh, yeah. the crowd's having none of it. They don't give a fuck. No, no, she can be as heelish as she wants. Leading up to the match, as soon as the bell rings, the crowd's behind her. Yeah, my favorite part of the match was right before the match started, and the ring announcer was like, the challenger, the champion, and when he was doing Asuka, her fucking facial expressions, she looks like a a goddamn crazy person. It's so fucking funny to me. It's so good, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, um, like she's got the full-on, like, like, Harley Quinn from Injustice hair. Just yeah. different char- just different colors and yeah, she's a crazy person, but I can't like keep my eyes off her when she's wrestling. Me neither. She's so captivating. Uh and so yeah, that was it for, for takeover, and then the next day, all six and some odd freaking hours of it. Yeah. Uh friggin' SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> and the best matches were on the pre-show? Yeah, uh, New Day and the Usos would, is what I would say was my favorite yeah, match. Yeah, New Day and the Usos freaking tore the house down. Uh, the Raw tag match wasn't that bad either. Um, on the No, on the pre-show, on despite the, it having nobody there to see it. Yeah, yeah. The pre, yeah the <laughs> All pre-show. 14 people that were in the building already. Yeah, I felt real bad. And the staff yeah, got really into it. Yeah, because they must have... Uh, open the doors later than they were supposed to. Yeah. And so, yeah, the first that's... Uh, was the first one the six-man or the regular tag match? 
um, on the pre-show. I can't remember. I think the first match was the Cruiserweight title. Oh, was it? I think so. Um, but either way, like everybody on the pre-show was pretty much wrestling to... Uh, I heard a joke on another podcast. They were pretty much wrestling to the social media guy. Yeah, because he was the one only, guy in that, that section. Yeah, that one guy in the, on the card cam section. It's like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, it was ridiculous. Like this empty freaking ba- basketball arena. Yeah, like, great. But realistically, how many people were watching the pre-show? Probably a lot. There were there were a lot so at least watching on, it on TV or on the network or on YouTube whatever you may be watching it on. Uh, a lot of people still saw it. Unfortunately, there was a lot of people outside that didn't. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, New Day and Usos, fantastic match. New Day, and then that was the start of every pretty much every title except for the big two changing hands. Yep. And so. the and the U.S. title didn't change hands, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had that. That was a fantastic match. Uh, there was a six man tag of Miz and his entourage. Because I'm refusing to call them the Miztourage because that's stupid. <laughs> uh, against Jason Jordan and the Hardys. Yep, the likeliest of teams. The yeah, it was weird. Like, I mean, it got them all on the show. Yeah, it got them all on the show, and that's really. And and the best part about it, it gave Miz something to complain about on Raw. Yeah. Well, anytime you can get Miz to complain, it's yeah, good TV. Um, well, because Miz on on Raw pretty much ranted against uh, Cena and Reigns on Raw about the fact that you two get so many chances, and because of that, nobody else does. Like I didn't even have a title match. Mm-hmm. On SummerSlam. Which is ridiculous, I yeah. still think. Yeah, it's like it should have been Miz versus Jason Jordan. Even the, if it was a lot of interference and you had, you know, the Hardys in Jordan's corner or something just to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that was that. And then the uh, Cruiserweight title, uh, Neville won back his cruiserweight title yep so they so it makes you it makes you think why did you have him lose it in the first place for no reason yeah like if you were gonna give tozawa a run with it awesome yeah let him do it he's you know the second most over guy in the division behind neville Mm -hmm. Uh, but no (laughs) yeah it it made no goddamn sense because for one why would you have a title switch the SmackDown before SummerSlam? So if anything, Tozawa should have won it at SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, two, if he's going to win it, why drop it six days later? Yep. It just doesn't... The title starts to lose its mystique or its value if yeah. half the roster has held it. Yeah. No, and, and at this point, I mean, we can pretty much name, like... Arya hasn't had it. Noam Dar hasn't had it. Uh, Jack Gallagher hasn't had it, has he? No, he was feuding for it, but I don't think he ever won it. He stole it or something. Yeah, for like but a he week. wasn't actually crown champion. I mean, we already have the division is what less than a year old. Yeah, and we've had 
TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick, uh, TJ Perkins again. After Kendrick. Uh, yep, uh, Rich Swan. Rich Swan, and then uh, Neville took it from Rich Swan, right? Yes. And then now Tazawa. So we've had five champions in less than a year. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like right, uh, the I know we've complained about it before, um, and I think it's it's partially like you and I both kind of growing up. And being intrigued by the cruiserweights in WCW, mm-hmm. and like kind of that being a good entry point to a lot of fans was those cruiserweights and that style. Yeah. Yes, we have a little bit of a personal bias as well. Yeah, but look who came out of that: Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, like Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio. Yep. I mean, though they ended up all for all being world heavyweight champions, yep. world heavyweight champions. Uh, Benoit was never Benoit was never a cruiserweight but like Malenko was a cruiserweight yeah Malenko was Um, Ultimo Guerrero oh Ultimo Um, Dragon yeah Ultimo Dragon that's what I meant yep Um, (laughs) Ultimo Guerrero different person Chavo Chavo technically was the ECW champion I mean technically he was was technically he was a world champion if you Um, at that point I don't think most people considered it that but no, but it will like and like why I included Ultimo Dragon in that list was Ultimo Dragon. You know the influence from those cruiserweights. It's you know has Dragon start Torimon, which leads into you know Dragon Gate mm-hmm. and Torimon Dojo is where Okada got his start. Yeah, so a lot of big things came from the WCW cruiserweights. Yeah. And honestly, when I think back on it. Uh, Oh, fucking... Did I say Billy Kidman? No, you didn't, but... He didn't go on to be a world champion, but Billy Kidman in WCW was pretty big. He was pretty big, um, and I mean... Yes. And then, of course, the filthy animals. Yeah. Um, But no, I I was going to say, like, because, I mean, Kidman... uh, Yes, Jushin Thunder Liger invented the Shooting Star Press Mm -hmm. way back in the early 90s. But I think to the mainstream audience, everybody, when you think of the Shooting Star Press, thinks of Kidman. Yeah, I, I think I always thought of Kidman. Yeah. he He's definitely the one that blew it up yeah. in America. Yeah, because, I mean, Liger didn't use it that often. Yeah, Kidman so, used it every but, goddamn yeah, Kidman week. Kidman used it all the time. Um, and it was awesome uh, until he beefed up. <laughs> yeah, until he beefed up, and then it looked like he just... Fell. Destroyed people, yeah. And he did. Like, he broke, what, uh, Hooventudes? No, that was off to the 450. Yeah, he didn't. He, he fucked himself up off it in WWE, didn't he? Yeah, I think that was it. And then they ran the angle that he was scared to do it, and it's like, how much yeah. of an angle is this? Because yeah. I, I used to do backflips. I used to do shooting star presses and backflips all the time on a trampoline, and then one time I did a backflip and ended up going headfirst into the springs in the post, in the, or the rail that surrounds it, and yeah. then I... I didn't really ever do backflips again. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'll get it back eventually. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know if a ring is going to be the first place I do it. No, that doesn't seem like... There's not a lot of idea. things that I want to try for the first time off the turnbuckle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so like that's why it's, it kind of feels like disappointing in the cruiserweight division and we can get a little... A little bit ahead of ourselves, and then find out on Tuesday 
on 205 Live that um, after much talking about it and much saying it was much needed, Enzo Amore is now part of the cruiserweight division. Which that makes Tozawa the third most over yeah. cruiserweight. <laughs> I mean, he's still the second best worker, at least. Yeah. Like, he'll still have the second best matches, but... Yeah. Um, All of them are capable of having fantastic they matches. Are, and normally, it, they do. Yeah. Whenever I watch 205 Live, I'm never bored. No, you, I can never be bored. Like, I'm never bored with it. I felt bad about the, the eight-man, because it actually seemed like everybody was super motivated, like, on commentary, to put over all the the eight people on raw and then they had to cut to commercial yeah so it was like all right yeah we've got this guy we've got this guy we've got this guy grand metal leak look he's here was, again he's finally. here again and he's really good um but yeah we haven't seen him at all and oh crap we gotta go to commercial right it drives me absolutely fucking bananas when they cut to commercial in the middle of a match. I hate it because when I'm whenever I'm watching UFC, they don't cut to commercial during the rounds. Like if it's on Fox, yeah, they cut to commercial between rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're watching the NFL, uh, they're not cutting to commercial in the middle of plays. Yep. Uh, if you're watching baseball, you know they don't cut to the commercial when somebody's about to hit. Yep. You know it, um, but in WWE, they cut to commercial in the middle of matches. Yeah, they cut to commercial, which honestly is kind of why I've been preferring. Uh, SmackDown because I'll still fast forward through the commercials but when they do that now on SmackDown uh, they do a little like pitcher and pitcher yeah see that's good that's a good yeah. idea so it's like oh cool yeah the which I mean even this this week uh, uh, I can't remember what match it was but you could tell it's like oh that guy has no idea they're in commercial and or doesn't care like he's wrestling the exact same way he would be wrestling because mm. I know a lot of times they'll tell you you're in commercial so you slow down you grab a hold or something don't do anything you know super spectacular or um, because hey nobody's seeing this yeah I mean other than the 14,000 people yeah, in the and building that's, that's the thing <laughs> so like, it's that's like, why I, I would I don't think I'm gonna go to a like raw or smackdown because i'm like i'm gonna be so bored during all these commercials yeah it's i don't know it's something that i've i i get that they make a lot of money on the commercials of yeah. course but i don't know i there's a better way to do it and you know what like you said smackdown found the better way to do it yep um i don't know why raw doesn't do it too yeah They're I both think on the same a, damn channel yeah it's a it's a it's a usa thing i think because of yeah, they just have a different deal for SmackDown for some reason. Um, Maybe and, makes and, SmackDown unique, but really, it's a, all all WWE shows should be doing that. Yep. Um, and you can still slow down. Don't yeah. completely stop. Don't just grab a headlock and lay on the ground yeah. for you know the four minutes that you're in commercial. But um, you don't have to do any fucking dives or anything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the pre-show. <laughs> Uh, the rest of the card really not super spectacular <laughs> to me. The main event was fun. The main event was a lot of fun. Um, Jinder Mahal and Nakamura went. I I thought I think I thought and most people thought Nakamura had it in the bag until 
right before the match started when I saw that every other belt changed hands. Yep. Except uh, for Styles. Yeah, except for Styles. Yeah. But most of the belts changed hands. And as the show was going, I even said to everybody, I'm like, all these belts are changing because Nakamura is not going to win. Because yep, Nakamura is not going to win. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. And Lesnar retained also. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, it was, all right, Styles retained. Nakamura or Jinder Mahal retained. All right, so this could go either way. Yep. Like, you didn't know, which was kind of nice. But I would, like, if somebody's going to take the title off of Brock, I I would much prefer somebody to beat Brock. If you yeah. want to give somebody that, that rub, brother. Yeah. Uh, like, if, like, Samoa Joe pinned Roman and became the champion... It's it's kind of going to give you the like. Well, they're going to have he's going to have to face Lesnar anyway. Yep. Because the Lesnar isn't going to just be like, oh well, mm, yep, mm, okay, that's fine. I guess I lost it fair and square. Yeah. No, he's going to fucking go on a rampage because he's a crazy, incredible Hulk with a yep. big sword on his chest. Yeah. And it's a sword. It. it yeah, I know it looks like a penis, but it's it's a sword. Yeah. Frank Mir learned that. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I didn't think that Lesnar was gonna lose, especially by the time we got to the match, and you know most of the titles switched except for the the main one on SmackDown, and then it was like okay, I think you know we had so many title changes because top two titles are gonna stay the same. Yeah, and the crowd still got to go home happy because. Despite Lesnar being a heel, everybody fucking loves Lesnar. Yeah, everybody loves so. it. It's the, it's the same thing with Asuka. It's like when you're so good and so dominant, it's like it's hard not to cheer for them. Yeah. Well, and Brock's a, an attraction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Brock coming out with just the biggest smile on his face on Raw. <laughs> like, just so happy to be there, which was weird. Well, um, did, did Raw start after the John Jones news? No. No, that did uh, that because the John Jones news didn't come. Oh, out that was yesterday. Yesterday, uh, Tuesday. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. Unless he got some insider information, maybe. But I think it was just a. Do you know how much money I'm getting paid for this? Yeah, but I, I don't know if that's even what motivates Brock because I think yeah. he wanted that fight. He wanted like yeah, the guys true. talking shit, and I think Brock wanted to go shut him up. Yeah, would he have? I don't know, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's entirely possible he would have. Yeah. John Jones may be better at absolutely everything technic like technically, but yeah. Brock gets a hold of you. Brock gonna yeah. be on top of you for yeah. a while. Unless you're Kane Velasquez. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're the one guy strong enough to get him off you. Yeah. Shane Carwin almost did. Almost did. But, but that didn't work out. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was kind of it for, for SummerSlam. Uh Speaking of a very polarizing fight uh, coming up this weekend that we've got many, many theories on who's going to win, uh, it's it's time for yep. McGregor and Mayweather. We can finally stop talking about it after this. We've been talking I mean, about we'll it. talk about it next we'll week. Talk, we'll talk about it after it happens, but I mean, like, there's no more questioning after Saturday. What happens is what, yep. you know, then we'll know. Um, they're all in Vegas now. Everybody that's working on the show, they've yeah. all arrived. Connor's walked through uh, 
was walking fucking somewhere, I think, to the press, whatever they're doing beforehand. Probably a weigh-ins or something. Um, okay. Surrounded by a mob of people. And yeah. there was somebody in that mob of people trying to get his attention by the name of uh, Polly Malinaji, who has been the incredibly hard-to-pronounce name. Yes. Who has been getting just embarrassed by certain Instagram posts and Im- should be embarrassed by his actions. Um, yeah. Trying to call out Connor. He claimed Connor got in his face and was like, quit your fucking whining. You got your ass whipped. And uh, Paulie just kept telling him to find his balls and said he knows what that means. Uh, great comeback, buddy. Yeah, great comeback. It's like insider joke. Yeah, that works in front of a mob of people. Yeah. Um, like, don't, like... Anybody on the planet, don't talk shit to Conor McGregor. You're gonna lose. You're that. gonna lose in a in a battle of words. Unless the only person that, I mean, on paper lost, but crowd reaction didn't lose is Nate Diaz, who just kept it simple. Conor's doing his thing where he's cutting his long ass promo, telling his little fucking stories, being all clever, and then Nate Diaz just like, fuck you. <laughs> Nobody, everybody popped for that. <laughs> it's because he's freaking Nate Diaz. Like, yeah. People keep saying, like, everything they bring up on Connor, there's only one thing to bring up, and that's when he lost to Nate. Yeah. What they don't bring up is that he got that win back. Yeah. It's like he redeemed himself. Yeah. He came back and fought a guy who is a considerably bigger than him. Uh, and beat him before he came back and won, but everybody keeps bringing out that first loss, which was yeah. fucking forever ago. Forever ago, off no tr- no real training camp. Yeah, no, he was training for a Rafael dos Anjos. Yeah, took a took a fight with Nate Diaz at short notice, up two weight classes yep. from his former fight. Yet they're all like, "Oh yeah, you quit, blah blah blah." Okay, Floyd, how about you go fucking fight at one seventy and see what happens? Yeah. Even in, in boxing, it's not going to go as well for you. Oh, in boxing, like, if Floyd goes up two weight classes in boxing, he's getting killed. It's more than two in boxing. Oh, yeah. There's Floyd way more still, weight yeah, classes. That. I'm saying, like, Floyd, jump up to 170 and see what happens. Yeah. You're not going to... You, you know what? Connor would have some uh, firepower with that one, too. Oh, yeah. That's all we'd have to say. Uh, getting your ass knocked the fuck out. Yeah. So, and that might happen on Saturday, too. Yeah. Never know. I'm I'm still I'm leaning more and more towards thinking Connor's gonna gonna knock him out. Yeah, I it's, knockout or TKO. It will really depend because I I heard heard a couple people uh, point out it's like does does Connor have the endurance? It's like yes, he has the endurance. Twelve three minute rounds is what boxing is. So it's thirty six minutes. MMA is five minute rounds. So, I yeah, mean, so it's 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 a longer amount of time, but also you get more, more resting break, time, more resting yeah. time. Um, and if the second Diaz fight is any indication, mm-hmm. yes, Connor gets a little worn down in those mid rounds when he's at one hundred and seventy. When he's at one hundred and seventy, but also he gets he he almost slows down a little bit in those mid range rounds. Yep. 
because he comes back like a freaking house of fury yeah in those later rounds yep sacrifice round three so you can come back in round five yep <clears throat> which is what he did um yeah. but i don't think endurance is going to be a problem at 155 when he fought eddie alvarez Granted, it didn't go the distance because he knocked him out, but yeah. he looked better than he's ever looked, and he's looked pretty goddamn good. Yeah. So this fight's at what one fifty four. Yeah, I think so. Like that. Pretty close to that that state for him, and actually, Floyd I think is going up for this fight. Yeah, Floyd's going Floyd up. Floyd usually fights Floyd's... like one forty ish in that in that area, not one forty on the dot, but he he's the smaller guy, and yeah. all anybody's saying is like. If the fight goes past like round six, it is in Floyd's favor, but there's a good chance it won't. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, actually, a, a stat uh, that Carl brought up because it's the uh, the rankings for a fantasy football draft that he's doing is uh, the number of punches landed in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um. I think uh, we we'd looked up the stat earlier in the uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. There were like something like eighty strikes landed, mm-hmm. um, and so they're thinking probably in the fifty-ish range because all the all the blocked strikes obviously don't count. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that's gonna be interesting to see how many because they always say a puncher's chance in boxing and if connor's gonna hit one punch yeah it's all he needs it's been proven that connor can end a fight with one punch he is flatlined people jose aldo who is pretty much considered to be the greatest 145er of all all time yeah he got flatlined in 13 seconds but he also held that belt for for almost a decade yeah Yeah, undefeated for nine years and then he gets knocked out immediately that just shows what connor's capable of yeah and And eddie alvarez another guy who stylistically should have dominated connor yep and connor knocked him the fuck out too so yeah yeah eddie alvarez who had wrestled in uh, was he in Strike Force yeah. before? He's wrestled in Strike Force, successful in Strike Force. Did a little stint in Bellator as well. I'm not sure about um, that. I think I think maybe it was Strike Force in the um, the changeover. But yeah, then comes to UFC. Is pretty shows a lot of promise, and then just yeah. gets knocked out. He beat the living fuck out of Hopiel dos Anjos, yeah. who, who was on a tear himself. Yeah. So you know. Like I said, like stylistically, it was a bad matchup for Connor. But how many times has that been said? Um, um, look at his fight with Chad Mendez when he won the interim uh, featherweight championship when Aldo got hurt before their first encounter was supposed to happen. That was another one. Stylistically, people always say Connor's weakness is going to be wrestling. How's he going to do against a wrestler? Well, we saw how he did against the wrestler, and he knocked him the fuck out. Yep. Exactly, and, then, and yeah. he doesn't have to worry about any takedowns anymore. So no in this fight. So, so, and you know what? I wouldn't even be surprised too, because the big thing is that they say if Connor's going to go in there and fight like a boxer, he's going to lose because Floyd has that down. Yeah. Um, 
but they say Connor goes in there, throws from weird, awkward angles, has MMA distance. Floyd's going to struggle to download that, so the first few rounds are going to be in Connor's favor. What if he spends the first couple rounds fighting like a boxer, yeah, gets Floyd used to that, and then round five switches to his other, you know, his awkward style, his MMA yeah. distance, striking like he did does in the UFC, and throws Floyd off completely later in the fight when Floyd could potentially be worn down confused because he's expecting connor to be doing this or that uh-huh. and then he starts throwing well, those weird yeah that was i can't remember what fight or it, it, i think it was a movie um but it was a guy who was ambidextrous like the mm-hmm. boxer and his corner man would literally and he was more more dominant on like the left side but he'd start a fight out uh with the dominance on his right side mm-hmm. and yeah have his opponent get used to that and then his corner man would hit the sticks and he'd switch up to the left side and yeah instead and it's like oh fuck what what's going on yeah and i think connor can do that too yeah because yeah if he yeah like you said if he starts jumping around and being the weird dude that connor is mm-hmm. like that's not what McGregor, uh, that's not what Mayweather is going to be looking for. Yeah, exactly. So, so who really knows what's going to happen? And it's it's exciting. It's happening Saturday. Yep. So coming Saturday. Um. So tune yeah, in unless you live in Minot, North Dakota. Then go to the Vegas Motel for fully loaded wrestling. Yep. Um. So yeah, you'll be <laughs> at that. Um. And yeah, do your uh, other any other upcoming events? August twenty fifth in Minot, North Dakota, at yep. Pegasus Motel for fully loaded wrestling. <laughs> I will be taking on the Mean Marine Mason Mayhem. First time encounter too, by the way. Yeah, first time. Um, so yeah, that, except for that. in a battle royal. Yeah, but that That's, you know that, that doesn't that count. Doesn't really count. Like yeah, you've been in the ring together. Yeah. For a little bit i've given him like an arm drag or something yeah um <laughs> but yeah that's that's the 25th your opponent for the 26th has yet to be announced yep uh and but that'll probably you, you'll probably be early in the card and you'll be able to shower and get out of there in time to watch the fight you'll yeah i'm well yeah i'm hoping that the fight has like a nine o'clock start time or it, something. it does i think we looked it up and yeah it's got a, a nine o'clock start time and and i'm hoping that also means that i i just i'm hoping there's somewhat of an undercard there's something. there is somewhat of an undercard i don't know it hasn't been said yet what is televised and what isn't yet right. uh but yeah there is a little bit of a full fight card kind of just for the live audience and yeah i don't know when the actual fight fight starts yeah so. i'm hoping that pay-per-view can start at nine but i'm i'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that nine o'clock isn't when connor and floyd are yeah. gonna be meeting meeting each other I'm well because you've got to think that i mean it's taking place in vegas yeah so they're not gonna have the two of them get into the ring at 7 p.m that's true um but yeah and then you can follow me uh at knocked out entertainment dot com and knocked out films on instagram and twitter yep at the scott story on facebook instagram and twitter and get your scott story t-shirts at pro wrestling com slash scott story yep no on that one yeah and then we've got uh 
a double dose in the spoiler section. Uh, we've got this week's episode of Game of Thrones, and also, oh, uh, we'll both be talking about because we watched all of it. Uh, Marvel's Defenders uh, in the spoiler section. So yeah, uh, check the timestamps and stuff uh, if you haven't seen either of those or want to check them out. So thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, as our as my backdrop falls, we're in the spoiler section now. Yay! Yep, spoiler section for Game of Thrones. Shit goes bananas. There's a fucking undead dragon. Yeah, episode closes with what may be the most terrifying thing ever. Yep. An undead dragon. Oh, so also, uh, I didn't catch it when we were watching the episode, but I caught it in a clip afterwards when Jon Snow goes through the lake yeah. and gets out. His sword's laying on the surface. Uh-huh. The the wolf eye fucking opens up. Yeah, I saw, What's I that, saw about? that like online. And it's like, yeah, it's like, is that... Does that mean something? Does that not mean something? Like, yeah, uh, I I saw one little post like, oh, did Bran accidentally warg into the sword? Because uh, it was the I'd, same little like whitish eye. Yeah, that'd be weird. Look. And he's like, ah, fuck, this isn't <laughs> where I wanted to be. Do you, do you think Bran could uh, take over the undead dragon? Um. Th- that could be interesting uh there's also uh carl uh was telling me about a theory that bran actually is the night king i think i've heard that before yeah which like i haven't i haven't been able to look into it as much but i don't think so because the night w- king was there first yeah it's like that would be bran that would be very convoluted yeah it, um, way before bran became the Three-Eyed yeah, Raven, we, we saw the Night King, the right? Night, yeah, because we see the Night King kind of get transformed with, by the Children of the Forest. So, Is that when he showed up first? Well, or no, we, we see, saw the origin? Yeah, we see the origin. Like We see that dude get stabbed by the dragon glass. And, and he became the Night into, King. Yeah, I think that's what they were kind of alluding to, that like he was the Night... He turned into the Night King. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like crazy episode friggin John is a terrible military strategist well that's what he's famous for isn't it I guess but got himself surrounded he got himself surrounded again <laughs> the hound also not the smartest person chucking rocks at the undead yeah. sure it was fun until they realized the lake wasn't gonna break yeah and I, I like the, the I think reddit uh, posted it's something like they were pretty much out there on that lake for probably about a week. Really? Yeah. Or at least like four days. Because that's how long it would have taken for the lake to freeze over and for the raven and Daenerys to fly. Damn. That makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, again, you've got to think... Well, and fucking... Uh... Gen- Gendrick? Gendry? Yeah, Gendry to run there. To run all the way back to the wall, which... How fucking far was that? Yeah, who knows. And then that was... And how how long it took for uh, Thoros to die. Yeah. Because he didn't die in one day. I mean, he could have. Yeah, he could have, but most likely he didn't. 
Yeah, because he wasn't going to freeze to death with all that alcohol in his blood. <laughs> they they don't do a good job of letting you know how much time has passed. Yeah, that that's show. been the the one problem this season is just like, oh, wow, it feels like we've been kind of sitting here for so long. And then this season is like, all right, shit's hitting the fan. When go, I watch, go, go, go. When I watched um, Rome on HBO a, while, a couple years ago, I watched season one and that was a big problem in that show too was like episode one episode to the next would potentially be years apart yeah like or one something happens here like when caesar is doing his little civil war with uh pompey and when when it's over he does a thing where he kind of forgives everybody that fought against him if they're willing to recognize his power or some shit okay and it gets brought up. This is like two episodes later when he's talking to Brutus and Brutus responds with, that was years ago. Why would you bring up old tales? It was like years. It's like, that was was like episode two episodes ago. And you're acting like this is like a half a goddamn decade ago. Yeah. Like how the fuck can we keep track of what's happening? I mean, and just look at, look at it this way. They did Caesar having a civil war with Pompey. So marching on Rome, he's not even yep. in Rome yet. Yeah. In the season finale is um Caesar's assassination. One season. Jesus. Caesar's entire run. Yeah. Which was years. Yep. And then season 2 I didn't watch because it sucked. Yeah. But that was going to be Augustus and uh um Mark Antony's okay deal. But Augustus had um I read a book about Augustus and his like rise to power and shit took forever because he went after um everybody that killed Caesar. Yeah, him and Mark Antony, and then Augustus comes into power. Yeah, Mark Antony is kind of exiled because he would have been a challenge, you know, a, or a, a, a contender for the power. Yeah. I guess uh, he would have opposed it, said that he would want the power. Yeah, went off and married Cleopatra, and yeah. then. You know, they have their shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's all that whole. And thing. that's all one season. And that, that could have been like two decades worth of shit. Yep. I don't, I don't remember how long that stuff was off the top of my head. But yeah. my point is, we got to have like, give us a, all you got to do is give us a little fucking timestamp in the bottom of the yeah. screen, like a week later or two yep. days later. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Cause I mean, give the, us something. the closest we've gotten is Sam saying that he let Bran through the wall years ago. Yeah. Okay, thanks for being specific. And what what season was that? Uh, I want to say the beginning of... Uh, sometime in season four or five. Okay. So, and also, how many times, like, let's say season one, Robert shows up to Winterfell. Yeah. Wants Ned to go back to King's Landing. Yeah. Next episode, they're in King's Landing. Yeah, it was like an episode or two later, yeah. And that is... That what, is... A two-month walk? Yeah, that's... Yeah, two months. It's... I think Robert's whole... Like, the whole court mm-hmm. that came up, I think they said in the books it was like 28 days or something like that. Um, okay. So and one th- But they were moving slowly because they had... You know, everybody was coming with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could probably do that trip if you were booking it in a week or two. Really? That's it? Yeah. 
Um, so if you but, look at the map that they have printed out, they look so fucking far away. It looks so far away, but it's basically pretty much the size of England, <laughs> which isn't very oh, big. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a little bigger. Like, it's probably... It, maybe instead of the size of England, it's maybe the size of, say, the east coast of of the United States. Okay. Because then from... I mean, from from you know Maine to I mean looking at the central part like even with the changes in um, weather and stuff you can go from Minnesota to Texas and you get the that northern and the sandy the, the sands of like Dorn yeah but we couldn't walk to Texas in a week and a half well, that I meant like on on horseback and stuff. Oh, so I guess yeah, that horse would have to be fucking booking it. Oh yeah, that horse would be booking it. But I mean, it's blood it's, doping. <laughs> yeah. Call back, call back. Anyway, uh, but yeah, the the episode again, super good. Um, we waited all the way until after SummerSlam to watch it. Yeah, but it was worth it. Yep, stayed off our phones. No spoilers. Nope. Uh, so yeah, the the kill count, huh, if you will, oh, for the episode, there wasn't a lot of. Um, I thought it was gonna be bloodier. Yeah, it's like of the of the seven, like the only one that died was Thoros. Yeah, and we didn't even see. Like I I predicted. Did I say on the podcast what I predicted? Yeah, you you predicted Braun. I didn't know if I said that to you guys or if I said it on the yeah, podcast. I, I'm pretty sure you said it. on Well, the if I didn't, it's said now. I yeah. think Braun's gonna go, but that might happen next episode. Yeah, it might happen this next episode. But, now. You know, history has taught us that the second to last episode is the one where shit hits the fan a lot of the time. A lot of times, um, like Ned Red Wedding. Uh, what the fuck else. Uh, Ned, Red Wedding. Oh, I mean, Battle the Bastards. Battle of Bastards. Um, and a, probably a couple others. I'm not remembering uh, right now. Blackwater, was episode nine. Oh yeah, Blackwater. Yeah. Which we got a call back to, you know, a couple episodes ago. Of oh, last time I was here, here I killed my father. Last time I was here, you blew up my son. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, fucking. Um, I also don't like that the blackfish got killed off camera. I know, right? I thought that was going to be a thing where like he got away and they didn't want to admit that he got away. Yeah. Um and he was going to come back and do something, but obviously that didn't happen. So. No. Oh, um Benjen probably yeah, dead Benjen, too. Ben, yeah, Benjen's probably dead now. I mean, um, most pointless death ever. Yeah. Come well, with. I, there's no time. There sure shit is. There is. You just do a little hop and you're off. Yeah. Maybe he thought it would weigh the horse down or something. Maybe I don't know. The Starks are stupid. Uh, yeah, some of them for sure. The, the Starks, other than now, nah, I was gonna say other than Arya, but Arya's doing some dumb shit this this episode. Oh yeah, having a whole email scandal. Yeah. Like oh, the the Northern Lords. Uh, like I understand this, but. Like, the Northern Lords won't understand you being so traitorous. Like, shut up. She was, like, 12. <laughs> yeah, but she did make a good point where the the little girl lord, what's her name? Yeah. Lady Mormont. Yeah, La- Liana. Which I love the, one of my friends posted a, a BuzzFeed article that was basically them, like, live tweeting. And when she said, 
uh, the thing about oh would what about uh, what about Liana Mormon? What what would she think of? Oh, you're too young. You didn't know what. Yeah. And, and the the caption was just, oh, don't you dare bring up Liana Mormon. <laughs> oh, don't you do. But yeah, because she's younger than Sansa would have been yeah, at the she's time. Younger, but she's a freaking Mormon. Like, like that's that entire family's, you know, super hardcore. So yeah, but. <sighs> The thing is, is that as the viewers, we got to see the shit Sansa was dealing with. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Arya made the point, like, I would have let them kill me. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's also Arya. Yeah. Different characters, different things. I mean, Sansa wanted to get out of there. She wanted to kill Joffrey. Yeah. She contemplated it when she was going to push him off that bridge, and the uh, hound stopped, stopped yeah, her. Yeah, well, and yeah, and that's... It. I mean, it was around the same time that... Uh, she basically got disrespected in court and got like basically all of her clothes ripped off and was said to be a traitor's daughter and the only way you know to redeem your honor is to write this letter Mm -hmm. like there was shit going down like in her like psyche yeah she was she was breaking down I mean, like Arya went through her own shit too. Yeah, but they they just need to have a need to sit down, have a good little chat, tell stories of the of what happened over the past couple who knows how many years because yeah. they don't tell us. Yeah, they, but well, and also like it's it's one I know it's one thing that The Walking Dead has been criticized about. Of it's like just yeah, just freaking talk to each other. Like, hey, Arya, who's let who instead of being vague and scary about this letter you found why don't you freaking tell Sansa that you got it from Littlefinger's bedroom and his quarters yeah and maybe she'll have a instead of freaking out about why do you have that letter of hold on why the fuck did Littlefinger go find that letter yeah that's weird why would he use that as leverage yep and he all of this was a plot too because Littlefinger wanted Arya to find it yep because Littlefinger is a smart, conniving bastard. Yeah. Not really a bastard, I guess, because in this show it actually means something. Yeah, it actually means something. He's a little shit, and he's up to something. Yeah, he's up to something. He wants the two of them at each other's throats. Like, but why? So he can, you know, keep manipulating and I think keep the power. He wants to take over Winterfell. Oh, yeah, and then that's what I meant. Like, he... I mean, as Varys said in... I think it was season one. Like, Littlefinger would be happy um, to be uh, king of the ashes. Yeah. Like, he'd watch the entire world burn if it meant that he could be king of the ashes. Yep, and I think that's what's happening because the more Arya and Sansa are at each other's throats, the more likely the lords are going to turn on Sansa because they're all pissed off that Jon Snow left. Yep. And by the time he gets back... Maybe there will be a change of the guard. Yeah. And it's very possible, especially now, since, as we were talking about earlier, um, Jon Snow found himself in a very compromising position. Uh, yeah. And got, you know, got rescued. Back of a Volkswagen? Yeah. A very uncomfortable place. Um, you know, he ended up uh, acknowledging Daenerys as yep. his queen. So, on top of all the shit going down at Winterfell, he's going to come back and say, yeah, the the Targaryen's in charge. Yeah. 
hope you guys are okay with that. She's actually really cool, yeah. and it's not because I want to fuck her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's really really powerful. That's not why I want to fuck her. Uh. <laughs> and uh, well, and then also in a compromising position, and that he finds himself in is Danny now sees all those scars. Is that compromising? Well, she realizes, like, oh, that took a knife to the heart thing. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't rhetoric. That was that legitimately, was <laughs> you took a knife to the heart. Yeah, but why is that compromising? Because then he's got to tell her that he died and came back to life. Yeah, but he's not a white walker. He's not a white walker, but, like, I think he he didn't want everyone to know that. Yeah, he was ke- clearly keeping that close to his vest and didn't want, you know, because every time Davos almost brought it up, like he'd change the subject and get on to something else. Yeah, the mystique's going to get out there. But from Daenerys' point of view, I guess, like yeah. I, I understand why Jon Snow maybe doesn't want the whole world to know yeah. that he was dead once. Um, but Daenerys knowing that, I think is just going to make her have a higher opinion of him because when she realizes like, oh, he did take the knife to the heart, she's yeah. going to say, you know, she's going to think like, Jon Snow's honorable as fuck. Yeah. You know, he doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the only reason he's not a member of the Night's Watch anymore. Cause yeah. Well, like you're, technically yeah. your oath is until death. Yep. And he died. He died. He came back. Yep. That was so badass when he came back and he's like, my watch is over. My watch is over. <laughs> Left. Oh, I almost uh, want to just go back and watch that season again. Too. I know, right? I need to watch the whole series over again. Yeah. But yeah, the biggest thing. So as we said earlier too, there's an undead dragon. Why is there an undead dragon? The Night King fucking killed him. Night King's got some dragon killing spears. Yeah. And like, fucked go- some shit up yeah. but Jamie Lannister will be happy when he hears this news because she's got two more nope yeah. she's nope, got one more. one more but also like in that same scene like it it kind of proves why it's good to have like the dragons are powerful by themselves uh-huh. but they can be even more powerful when they actually have a rider yeah because that thing was that second spear was going straight for Drogon, but Danny saw it coming and yeah moved him out of the way. Yep. Uh, oh, shit, what was I gonna say? Or, or sensed it coming and and got him out of the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Our, the night the fact that the Night King we find out it's like oh the Night King has a way to kill a dragon that's scary. yeah and he can fucking throw like a champion. Yeah. Uh, are all the dragons male? Um, all the dragons are are technically asexual. Um, they're kind of like frogs. So can they lay eggs? Potentially. So potentially, we could we could have we more could dragons. have more dragons, but it'll be a while. Not in time for the war with the Lannisters yeah. or the. Hey, maybe we need to actually get Cersei on our side. Yeah. Uh so we can have somewhat of a chance. But something tells me Cersei would rather team up with the Night King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they're not equ- that that would go well. Yeah, I mean, they're equally cold blooded. Yeah. yeah, and one's made of ice. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, oh, we also found out too that if you kill the White Walker that raised the dead, yeah, you kill all the all the dead that yeah, you he kill raised. All the ones that he raised, which means if you kill the Night King, you kill all you the kill White all Walkers, yep. which is cheap as fuck. It is, but you also have to remember there's, I think in that scene that we saw way up north, um, there's like 13 or at least nine, I believe, um, other White Walkers. And two of them have died throughout the series. So I think... Sam killed one. Yeah. Well, no, Sam, that was just a a regular one. Is that just a regular one? Yeah. Um, but the the one guy at Heart Home that John, uh, yeah, John paraded. John with, fucked one up. Um, so he fucked that one up at Heart Home last season, and then fucked up this one. So you can. What are the the White Walkers or the Generals, right? And the Night Kings. Yes. What are the the Undead or just? I think they're the, just the Whites. The Whites. Yeah. Or can, it might be vice versa. I can never remember. Uh, can you kill? The regular non-general undead. I'll just simplify yeah. it. Um, with any weapon, or do you have to have the dragon it ha- glass? It has to be either dragon glass or a Valyrian steel sword. for all of the undead. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if that was just for because it seemed like you know when they were fighting them off on that little rock, they were fucking some of them up without having because they don't all have Valyrian yeah. steel or dragon yeah, glass. Think, they all have yeah, just regular I think weapons. They only have. Um, I think yeah. I think, I think John only, only had yeah, John the one. was the only one with a Valyrian steel sword. I think yeah, you can. Well, wait, you can does dispatch uh, him? Does Jorah have a dagger or something? Because he killed the bear. Oh yeah, there was a bear. Oh yeah, there was a freaking bear too. An undead giant bear. Um, actually, yeah, maybe the the whites them like the 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 non generals. Um, unless the fire is what killed the bear. The fire is what killed because you can kill the white the white the undead with the fire, right? Yes. I mean, it takes a while, but yeah, you can kill it. Like, like with that bear. Yeah. Like, which makes uh, what's the, um, the guy with the eye patch's name? Uh, Beric Dondarrion. I'm not gonna remember that. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, him and Tauros, unfortunately, who died in his sleep. Tauros, right? Thoros. Thoros. Fucking hell. You know, and I watched the whole series of Spartacus and remembered everybody's names. I know, right? But this is just because everybody just had fucking first names. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Spartacus, Crixus, uh, Air, oh, shit, Agron, there it is, Yeah, Tiberius, and then there's Marcus Crassus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, but yeah, uh, so I think that's it for the Game of Thrones stuff. Mm-hmm. At least for this season or this episode, is Gendry's Se- hammer made out of dragon glass, or is it just made out no, of no? It's just just steel. Um, which I was gonna because it was, was black. I was just wondering. Yeah, I was gonna like that would have been a cool little touch because I thought he was fucking some of them up with that hammer. Yeah, but I think he was just like beating them to pieces. I guess that works too. Yeah. All right. Um. No, because I I I thought it would be really cool if like. On his hammer, like on the flat part of it, if you put like shards of dragon glass, 
He still could. And then just have him start fucking people up. Yeah. Do they die if they just get touched by it? Uh, it kind of seems like it, because, like, the arrowheads did it. Um, and just that little tiny dagger that Sam had did it. Mm-hmm. So, I think as long as, yeah, it gets stabbed in a decent amount, it'll fuck him up. Right, so maybe it has to penetrate. Yeah, it's got to penetrate. Uh... Which makes it hard for the Night King since he actually has armor. Yeah, but his head doesn't. Yeah, his head doesn't. Uh, and yeah, so that that's it for Game of Thrones stuff. And yeah, we both watched all of the Defenders. Yeah. So if you have not watched the Defenders but did watch Game of Thrones, this would be your cutoff point. Yep. So I I really liked it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I've loved all the all of them, really, all the series. Yeah, I know there was a lot of criticism for Iron Fist, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no problems with any of the Marvel series. Uh, a lot of people like to shit on a lot of them for some reason. Yeah, it's like, weird. I loved both Daredevils pretty much equally yeah. as much. Um, I mean, honestly, season two was made by the, like, the Punisher carried that a lot. Yeah, uh, like, the first half of season two is so good, and then, like, the second half's not quite as good, but, like, they level, it levels out. It's still good, because you, you saw a lot of fun yeah. fights with the hand. Yeah. Uh, the undead hand, if you will, because they, you know, were corpses before because we learned that the hand can resurrect obviously yeah yeah the hand can resurrect and yeah that was kind of cool um in the defenders so yeah spoilers ahead people because the one thing about the defenders it felt like an eight hour long movie oh definitely like but that also meant the first two episodes were a little slow yeah, I mean, they were. I wouldn't say like they were slower, but they definitely weren't boring. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not saying like they were boring by any stretch of the imagination, but like the fact that we don't get the defenders teamed up until what the end of episode three. Yeah, they're not even. Uh, they don't even like meet each other until yeah later. until like way later. Like yeah, we get and that, that's kind of why I hate all the Netflix like trailers. Mm-hmm. But I'm just used to it at this point. Of like, yeah, hey, you showed clips from like episode one through five in the trailer. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm I'm waiting for all that shit to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Matt's gonna be Jessica's lawyer when she does something stupid. Okay. Alright, when's that gonna happen? Yeah, I mean I get how it's a good way to sell the series. Like, yeah. Oh, look, they're meeting. Oh, my God. They uh-huh. showed Iron Fist fucking knocking out Luke Cage. Or, you know, yeah. dropping him, not knocking him out. Uh-huh. But, you know. Yeah, which doesn't even happen until, like, the end of season, episode three. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but, I mean, there were a lot of cool little, like fan service moments and yeah you you find out the origins of the hand that it was five people that got kicked out of Kunlun yeah which I didn't know no I didn't either um, and I, like I think obviously that's a 
a take on it for the the cinematic universe and like the Netflix universe. But yeah, like that's a cool. I like I like that. I like that. And so each of them are the five fingers. Yeah. Um. What I I really liked how how everybody's individual story starting off brought them all together. Yeah. None of it seemed forced. Like it all meshed together really well. Yeah. Like Jessica Jones was following a case that led her to C4, the guy that built the building for the hand. Yep. Luke Cage is following the lone surviving kid of this mom uh, because, you know, indirectly they kind of accidentally got her daughter killed and then yep. her brother was in a car that exploded or something. Yeah, and then yeah, he's working for he's, the hand. Yeah, because they or that guy they played off the like hand. there's this, you know, a series of events that a bunch of kids or a bunch of kids or a bunch of people really are working for this thing nobody knows anything about and he follows the kid, the lone surviving kid, finds one of the fingers is yeah. running the thing. Uh and Daredevil of course has already come across the hand. And yeah. but ends up taking, you know, Foggy brings him some cases to be like, hey, I'm overloaded. Here's yep. some things that would be the kind of cases you take anyway. Yeah. You know, so he ends up with the Jessica Jones. Yeah. And fucking uh, Iron Fist just, you know, yeah, pursuing Iron the hand yeah, already. Iron Fist was pursuing the hand in the beginning anyway, uh, because he's you know supposed to be the counteractor to the hand. Uh, but yeah, so we get the five fingers. I like the fact that obviously it was Asian heavy because like two fifths of the hand were China and Japan. Yeah. But yeah, they all went to their own territories basically. So it was, it seemed like, yeah, it was China, Japan, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character probably started out in Europe and then, you know, moved to America and kind of same thing with um, I want to say Baraka, but that's not the the guy who was oh, man. mentoring Colleen Wing and died during Iron Fist, but he's a member of the hand. He got brought back. Bravos? No, Bravo, uh, no Bravos is the you you guys know who we're talking about. Um, it's gonna bother me. Like he he was clearly in Spain or Portugal, and then moved to South America, and then the other Bacudo. guy, Bakudo, yeah. Um, and then then the other hand uh, took over Africa. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, and also Sigourney Weaver's character too was alluding to the fact like she's been around for a long time so how long has the hand really been around because she referred to constantinople yep yeah she's like well that's where it was yeah that's what it was your wife was makes there. this better than they made it in constantinople don't you that's don't the you ancient name don't you mean Istanbul? sure yeah <laughs> which it was like i think that was like one of the first or second references to that and it's like okay we get it she's pretty much immortal yeah she's been around for at least you know, a thousand years. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she was a really interesting villain and then they mm-hmm. killed her off. Uh, yeah, which was surprising. As, yeah, super surprising. Uh, but it's a Marvel Netflix show, so of course they kill off the most interesting villain. 
They kind of they did the same thing in uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. Well, you Luke think Cage, Cottonmouth's yeah. gonna be the main villain, and then he gets fucked up by uh, was that his cousin? Or yeah, sister? yeah, uh, his sister no. or cousin or something. Yeah, yeah, he ends up getting yeah fucked up by his cousin, and then the yeah, councilwoman. Yeah, and then we get uh, Diamondback. Yeah, who just shows up at yeah. the end. Uh, which didn't make any sense. I mean, it made sense. They kept talking about him, but like, he showed up, and the fight to me, I loved the series, but that specific, I was way more interested in Cottonmouth. I know, right? Well, and I mean that the that guy's just an amazing actor. Yeah, in Diamondback, so. I think would have been a better season two villain. Yeah, I think so. Once you have everything more established, that would have been good. Um, but yeah, so so the defenders all meet and uh, spend an entire episode in a Chinese restaurant, just ch- talking and figuring shit out and eating the whole restaurant supply of food. Yeah, because the restaurant wouldn't let them just act like they're hiding out unless they got two of everything. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, Danny pays for the damages. Oh yeah, Danny paid. Danny probably bought that restaurant. Yeah, how it how it seemed like because even at the end, like Misty's in the hospital. Oh well, yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, Danny owns this hospital. Why is she in the hospital? Because she got her arm cut off. Finally, finally, and yeah, it's like, oh, we've got all this. It's a really technologically advanced hospital, like because she's gonna get a fucking robot arm. Yep, she's gonna get a robot arm, gonna and they're be gonna awesome. be the daughters of the dragon. Yeah, as soon as, like, I just kind of had my little fanboy moment of, like, hey, she's talking to Colleen. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, this will go good. Yeah. Well, they teased it in Luke Cage, too, because her arm got fucked up. Yeah, her arm got, like, cut. But, yeah, now they full on. It's like, no, we're doing Daughters of the Dragon. Screw you guys. Yeah, well, because it's possible. It's like you could just have the characters in there and maybe not do it. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. They, they like they've done that in in previous Marvel things, not quite Marvel Studio things. Like in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, Doctor Connors was yeah. in Spider-Man Three, missing an arm, but yeah, they didn't do um the lizard yeah, until the lizard until, until Amazing, which yeah. was a separate continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also like they tease like Doctor Connors every single film because he's in all of the Sam Ra- or all of the. Uh, Sam Raimi ones like he's yeah. a character in all of them so he ends up being a character or you know he is a villain down the line but they don't necessarily use him yep which uh, they should have done that instead of fucking Sandman yeah that would have made more sense Sandman sucks I don't I don't care for him but that's besides the point. yeah but I mean uh, Sam Raimi sucks. that was that was the one he wanted to do he wanted to do Sandman I know and yeah. he made a mistake yeah he did uh, yeah, and then friggin' Daredevil dies, but doesn't die. We haven't even talked about Elektra. Oh yeah, Elektra's back. <laughs> there, there <laughs> she comes back as like a fucking mindless body. Yeah, she's like was... basically um primal. Yeah, kind of because like apparently they could have done. I think they, they kind of allude to the fact like they didn't 
fully bring her back. Yeah, because like, they wanted to leave out her memories. Yeah, because they were leaving out her memories so that they could use her as... As their weapon. As their weapon. And... But that ends up being a huge mistake. Yeah, well, because she runs into Matt Murdock and he calls her Electra, and she hesitates. Yep. You know, starts having some fucking flashbacks or something. We don't see him. Yeah. Uh, but then doesn't kill him. And then again, she fucks him up, but doesn't kill him. And again, and again, and again, and again. And then she doesn't, you know, she ends up ditching the hand and going off on her own. Yep. Goes to Matt's apartment, starts recognizing, you know, the room, having memories. Yeah. Sleeps in the bed. And then it looks to like to us, like Electra's back to normal. Yep. And then uh, she ends up being found at the grave by Sigourney Weaver's character, yep. uh, Al- Alessandra or Alexandra. Um, Alexandra. Ale- who's Alessandra? Melisandra. 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 I'm mixing yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Alexandra finds her, you know, brings her back. At this point, I think Electra's already made up her mind on what she's going to do. Yep. But we don't know that. She's kind of back to being like, no, I'm I'm the hand, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Well, yeah, because even, even when she is the kind of mindless, uh, like, weird, like, just brought back, like, uh, when she's going through the wall of, like, weapons. Oh, yeah. She stops on the size. Yep, she recognizes the size, and then... Uh, Every time she walks by the weapons, too, she stops and looks at them. Yeah. So it's like it's it like even right away it starts coming back. Yeah. And yeah, so she ends up fucking killing Alexandra and taking her place. The hand not really having it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Madame Madame Gao is pretty much just a. Well, you didn't kill me. Um, we can use this, I guess. Yeah, Bakudo less thrilled about this. The yeah. other dude, what's his name? Uh, it was started with an S. I can't remember. Was he, he the? Who is he? Because we haven't even seen him. No, we hadn't seen him. He was just and like that was the thing that kind of sucked. Like they they made him out to be this like he could like almost like boil your blood or something. Yeah, and like we never got to see that. Yeah, because yeah, they told Luke Cage like this guy could you know he'll hit you in the right spots and yeah, uh. You know, fuck you up. Oh God! And who said that to him? Stick. What happened yeah. to Stick? Yeah, Jesus. Stick got decapitated. No, he got stabbed in the heart. Oh yeah, he got stabbed in the heart. But Stick dies because they figure out that um, the hand wants Danny not to use as a weapon, but because he can open a door. Yeah, he can open a door and to some place. We don't know what that door leads to, but all we know is that the hand can't have him. So Stick has this brilliant idea to kill Danny. Yeah. By he knocks out Luke Cage with this like incense chemical that he's burning. Yeah. And then he decides he's gonna kill fucking Danny. Electra shows up, fucks his world up, kills him, yeah, and then takes him. Danny. Yeah. And beats the fuck out of everybody. Um, yeah. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, she's tossing around, and Matt Murdock, who, other than having extreme senses, is just a dude. Yeah, he's just a dude. With really like, good balance. Yeah, he's got really good balance, and like, I mean, he's been fighting his entire life, but yeah, but a super kick from a fucking super villain's gonna, you know, take him out, which it did. Yeah, and then the police find them unconscious next to a dead body and a missing billionaire. 
Yep. But I guess they didn't know the. They didn't even know Danny was there. Yeah, they didn't even so know Danny was there. They're still in a room with a dead body. Oh, two dead bodies because stick decapitated. Yeah, one stick of the fingers. Decapitated one of the fingers. Uh, um. So, <laughs> they're all suspects. And yeah, they're all suspects. Which was funny because Misty was holding everybody that they cared about, um, which wasn't that many people. Yeah, kind of funny. Like four people, yeah, five it people. Like, it was like Claire. Yep. Karen, Foggy, and Colleen. Colleen. <laughs> who really didn't need to be there. No, who really did which I, I kind of see that's why I was kind of fanboying out about like the Daughters of Dragon interaction. Um, because I thought that like, well, the main team was going on their mission, somebody would try and attack like the police precinct and Colleen and Misty would have to like fight them off. Yeah. It kind of looked like they were heading that direction. Um, but the only thing we really got from all that is Karen and Claire having their conversation about Jessica and her friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what am I blanking on? Um, Cause yeah, we get Malcolm and Trish. Um, oh yeah, Trish. yeah. They're they're in. They're That's what in I meant. Protection. Not Claire. God yeah. damn it! I meant Trish. Yeah, Trish. Yeah, Trish and and Karen having their conversation, talking about their superhero friends. Yeah, but not saying like not saying names. Matt. Yeah. Which I did. I I know it's in the trailer, and it's still hilarious. Just the. Jessica just being so indifferent and just thinking the secret identities are so stupid when Matt's like covering up his like face face with the with the mask He's like you look so dumb and then Matt just replies back it's your scarf yeah nice ears or horns horns he is the only one in a costume he is which is a little like i get he's a lawyer and stuff but mm-hmm. well and it, his you know his suits made out of the same shit that kingpin suits were made out of yeah so you know can't yeah. you know can't really stab him or yeah um i mean a bullet head on would probably pierce through well no it's kevlar isn't it no it's it's kevlar so it's they're it's, bulletproof it's bulletproof and like knife most knife resistant like yeah if it's a direct like take one in like it'll still pierce through yeah straight on so yeah i had that backwards a straight on knife will fuck him up but he could take slashes yeah he can take slashes and they'll just kind of ricochet off um but yeah he's the only one in the costume despite in the comics everybody well but Luke Cage has a, I mean even Luke Cage has a costume sometimes but like real Luke Cage yeah real real I mean Luke Cage in the comics now is pretty much yeah they t- did put him in his costume cuz he was wearing the yellow t-shirt yeah for a while yeah but that's just what he wears that was just yeah. a nice little fan service i yeah, think where he had was, the yellow yeah. like, you know yeah. then he was wearing it under the hoodie but like because in the show he pretty much just walks around with his hood up yeah he just walks around with the hood but up but for a lot of it you know he was running around with just the yellow t-shirt and it's like oh there he is yeah there's luke cage um and i mean jessica at this point doesn't really wear a costume like she used to but mm-hmm. her the way her character is especially in the show it makes sense that she wouldn't wear a costume yeah. but danny could at least have his fucking 
bandana on. Yeah, I, I like if anything. Yeah, I just wish Danny had the 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 bandana at least on. Yeah, I mean he's making no effort to hide that he's there. No, him, not at so. all. And he's he's theoretically has the most to lose. Yeah, and uh, they like they even make the joke like. Yeah, he's Aaron Fist. He'll tell anybody who'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> which which is funny that they gave Danny that trait, because in the comics, that's kind of Daredevil's trait. Like, he's awful at keeping a secret identity. <laughs> and then in the show, he's... Yeah, in the show, it's the opposite. There's only two, three people that know who he is. Yeah. Except the Defenders now. Yeah. So we end up finding out what's behind that door in the basement of... Uh, I can't remember the company name, but that building in the hole where the end of season two of daredevil kind of, or was yeah. that season two? Yeah. That was the end of season two. Yeah. Cause the, the rooftop is like the roof, like next door or something. Yeah. So dies on. they, you know, they end up down there. They got Danny's down there fucking around with, with Electra accidentally punches through the wall and breaks it open. You find the remains of a dragon. Yeah. It's like Danny wasn't bullshitting. Mm-hmm. When he said, like, yeah, I fought a dragon. Yeah. Punched it. Punched it in the heart. Was that the same dragon? Like, yes. it was a port. Was it like a portal almost to that yeah. cave? It was. I think it was a portal to that cave. And yeah, I think. Because I was thinking, like, if you got into that cave on the other side of that would be Kun Lun. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they were implying is, yeah, if, if they would have been going even further and had the Iron Fist unlock it, they could have actually potentially gotten into Kunlun. Yeah, but Kunlun's gone. Yeah, that's that's where shit gets complicated. Yeah, because he went back to Kunlun, and is it like... um, It's every, like, 20 years, I think it reappears. Or 15. 15, 15. yeah. But he went there... Was the portal still open when he went there? No, the portal was closed. So why did he go back? He should have known the portal was closed. He was trying to get back before it closed. And did he they was too late? I thought it was because Kunlun was destroyed. Uh, no. Like he he realized someone got in before it closed. Because there was all the dead bodies. So somebody there were all those de- bo- dead bodies. So somebody got in there before it closed. And the reason that they got in there before it closed was because there was no Iron Fist to defend the gate. Oh, I thought for some reason Kunlun was destroyed. No, no, and it ju- it just disappeared, I believe. So, who got in? That's the question. Because that wasn't the hand. Unless it was just... Or it wasn't a... Yeah, it wasn't the main part of the hand, at least. Is there another finger somewhere? Because they had all no, five they, fingers. Yeah, they wouldn't, it wouldn't have been another finger, but it could have been like another like subset, possibly. Hmm. Well, I guess so. that's what season two is going to be all about. Yeah. And Davos, probably. Yeah, and Davos, because that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really I ended up really liking the Defenders. Um, I hope uh, they're able to do it more. Like, yeah, we missed... Another... We, we already talked about Daredevil dying. Did we? Yeah, oh, you yeah, mentioned Dare, it. Yeah, Daredevil dies at the end. They get down there. He has his fight with Elektra. Uh, everybody has a chance to get out of there. Don't you fucking back up into my car, bitch. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking, he's down there fighting. He kind of gives the, the elevators going up, and Daredevil's like, you know, I'll hold her off. You go up. I'll be right behind you. Yeah. And then he whispers something in Danny's ear, 
which we find out later was protect my city. Yeah, protect my city. Because he wanted to die with the love of his life. Yeah. <sighs> so romantic. As they're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, to each their own. Yeah. So they have the whole building laid out with C4 or really the some beam. It was very uh, Death Star-esque. Yeah. It's like no, no. If we get every, if we get all this C four on these joints, because w- which at least in that in that defense, they had the architects' plans. Yeah, they had the ar- architects' plans. Um, but they only got to like one beam. Yeah. So, and that place fucking went. That went up. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I don't know about well, you, no, but I, I think it was I, an inside I, job. I think what they, I think they said like the one that they're placing was the last one because they placed all. The oh, other gotcha. Ones. Um, but yeah, it was a little more. That was more like convenience of storytelling. <laughs> yeah, it, it just reminded me of, of. It was like you know that was Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and then Colleen's in there and fucking kills Bakudo for the second time. Yeah. Chops off his head after he chops off Misty's arm, so we're kind of right back to where we were a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, fast forward back. Madam, uh, what happened to Madam Gao? She's just. She probably got away. She got away because she's Madam Gao. She kind of just disappeared into the darkness. She yeah. found. Um, did we ever figure out what that guy's name was? No, we didn't. But it's okay. The guy who didn't speak English and was gutting a bear. Uh, yeah. He ends up falling off the elevator and, and getting impaled on some shit. Yeah. Madame Gao sees him and is just kind of like, Pfft. yeah, and then just disappears. So she probably got away. She's got the force. Yeah. Again, it was like Star it's Wars. freaking Madame Gao. Like she's so the hand's not destroyed. No, the hand's not destroyed at all. Like I mean, almost, almost. But I mean, like even though she seems like a nice old Asian woman, like she's she a is vicious beast, the scariest member of the hand. Yeah. And there's only one finger left of the hand. Yeah. She definitely is the middle She's finger. She's the middle finger. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have more, definitely going to have more hand stories. So the building goes up, fucking collapses down as Electra and Matt are kind of going, you know, talking over how they're going to die together after yeah. they're done beating each other up. Throw a couple more hits at one another, and then they kiss, and the you see the rubble kind of surround them, yeah. and they disappear. And then we get, like, a solid fucking 10 minutes of yeah that you think everybody mourning daredevil's yeah. death we even get a shot from behind which looks like daredevil sitting on a rooftop with his helmet off yeah, and, and the, the fist lights up yeah. and it's danny which i think adds as i've pointed out the the fun little point was during just before marvel civil war like in the comics daredevil was in prison mm. and matt was in prison for being daredevil yeah. And while he was in prison, there was a Daredevil running around. Yeah, Black Panther. No. Um that was after he died. That was after he died. Um in that in that case, at least in that story, nobody knew who the Daredevil was mm. until Matt finally breaks out of prison is fighting this dude and they're going pretty even, pretty even, and then you see his fists start glowing. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, "Oh, it's Danny." Okay. If it was Danny, why was he fighting back against Matt Murdock? Uh, no, maybe he was fighting somebody else. But either way, like they they figured out like that it was it was Danny. So um, that's kind of what that little nod was. Yeah, yeah. It's like Danny has put on the Daredevil costume before. Yeah, 
So we got uh, a solid like 10, 15 minutes. It was a long time of us sitting there being depressed because yeah. Daredevil's dead. And then we find out they actually got Daredevil out. Yeah, they got Daredevil out. He wakes up at the end. And yeah, Daredevil season three. Yep. And what do they say? Go tell Maggie he's awake. Yeah, go tell Maggie he's awake. And who's Maggie, Kyle? Uh, I don't know who it's going to be in the show, but I know who it was in the comics. So, Does that mean um, you don't want to say? It was no, the spoiler no, I, section. Yeah, it's the spoiler section. Uh, if you don't want to know who it is, turn off the podcast now. Yeah. It's his mom. Um, yeah, it's his mom. <laughs> it's his mom. Like, they did not get to that stop button fast enough. No. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> if they're listening to any of these podcasts on, on this network, they know. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah, we got some interesting... Uh, Storylines moving forward for each of the characters, yeah. uh, except really Jessica Jones that doesn't have. Well, I, I mean, she got Alias Investigations back up. Yeah, and running. she's got she's got Alias Investigations back up and running. But if there's a season two of Jessica Jones, it's gonna start on episode one of Jessica Jones. Yeah, like it, uh-huh. it, it, there wasn't really seeds planted in this one. Yeah, not for her, Luke. Um, there's still shades and um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Luke's got shades and and. Maureen, is it Mariah? Yeah, Mariah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, he's still got to deal with that. Get the barbershop back together. Hang out with Bobby Fish. No, not that one. (laughs) Yeah. Daredevil, I mean, fucking Kingpin. Uh, Daredevil stuff was kind of sent forward in season two. Yeah, Daredevil's Kingpin got got out. Punisher's got his own series, but that doesn't mean they won't cross paths again. Yeah. Yeah, which we got a trailer for at the end of defenders yeah and really it's like what are we gonna are we gonna get daredevil season three first what are we gonna get first yeah i can't remember what the release schedule is right now but it should it should be interesting moving forward yeah for sure um yeah i'm excited to see where they all go supposedly marvel said that the defenders that was a one-off like they won't <sighs> team up again that's that kind of sucks but i i would love if they say that but then it's like yeah it was a one-off they also said that about Daredevil season one. Yeah, they did. They did. And then we I have mean, season they, two and season three. Yeah, we got season two, season three. Um, I would love if they just kept changing the name, like because the Defenders was not the name of that team. What well, wasn't it? No, they never. Well, they never really had a team name. Mm. Um, but like, it would be funny if it was like, yeah, it's the Defenders. The champions, the like all the random names for teams, teams in Marvel, they just throw that on a season. Yeah, because it'll be different combinations. Because I mean, like next, if they do another team up, you'll obviously get Punisher and you know possibly Blade and stuff like that teaming yeah. up as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see see what happens with all that. I'm excited to see. Yeah, because. Punisher, there's already a trailer out for. Yep, there's a trailer for. And then Blade, is that confirmed or is it rumored? I think it's still rumored. Mm. Uh. Oh. Speaking of Marvel. Yeah. Switching over to DC. Uh huh. Um, I know we're way deep into the spoiler section. I should have yes. brought this up earlier. Um, Injustice Two released the characters for Fighter Pack Two. Oh, who was it? It's gonna be Raiden, Black Shocking. Manta shocking and hellboy interesting yep huh so 
I'm excited about that. That could be fun. I was really hoping for Spawn. Yeah. To be honest, but there's still Fighter Pack 3 to come out. That's true. So, um, a lot of people are mad that they threw Raiden in because they had Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat also in Fighter Pack 1. Yeah. So, but we on the character select screen, they have the silhouettes of all the characters that haven't been released yet. Yeah, and those are obvious. Raiden and Black Manta were obvious. Um, also, the Atom, because there's a yep. one-inch... Yeah, there's a tiny, one in, oh, a tiny little man. That's obviously going to be the Atom. Yeah. Um, but Hellboy, I don't even know which <laughs> silhouette that was supposed to be. Yeah. So though, I I wouldn't be surprised the troll that Ed Boon is, who runs Nether Realm Studios, yeah. could have put various um, silhouettes on there to throw you off. Yeah. Me, yeah. Maybe for that pack, he put the Atom one in just to yeah, it's throw possible. Off, and it's like nope. But a lot of people are upset that there's two Mortal Kombat characters. But after Hellboy, there's a lot of comments saying, you know what? I'll forgive the two Mortal Kombat characters yeah. just so I can have Hellboy. Yeah, just so you can have Hellboy. But the other the other big rumor is Spawn. And I, Ed Boon put out a... Um, before the game came out, he put out like a poll saying, which guest character would you rather have in the game? And Hellboy and Spawn were both on there with a okay. couple other characters. And Hellboy was only the second most voted for because spawn was number one spawn was number one okay so if they i mean that doesn't mean that maybe they weren't able to get the rights i don't know yeah who knows todd mcfarlane is it would be a good idea to put him in there because todd mcfarlane just got the green light for a new spawn movie yeah he got yeah got the green light for a new spawn so it's good you know get spawn back in everybody's mind yeah get get it back in the mind he's not shy about cross promotion (laughs) no not at all and i think that's great i would love to see spawn in that game um I'm yeah, I'm excited to see what the other characters are, but cool. Big um, news, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, so yeah, we ran almost 2 hours. Fucking so, a. uh thanks for listening. Uh Yeah, bye. Yep. See ya. <laughs>